You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. You know, emotions are a fact of life, and there's much a fact of life for our young people that are uh, learning how to deal with the emotions they were born with, and they don't know really quite what to do with them all. And, you know, there's stress all over the place, and it affects children. And why don't we learn how to build emotional intelligence and help our children to know how to deal with these stressful emotions with more grace and ease so that they can be more mature about it? So, um, what, what is our book today? <laughs> yeah, what, who, who are we talking to today? I have a so, question. So, to that end... Uh, we have invited to the show Linda Lantieri, and she's written a book called Techniques to Cultivate Inner Strength in Children, Building Emotional Intelligence. Please welcome to the show Linda. And did I say your last name right? You did. It's cool. a pleasure to be with both of you tonight. Hey, you too. Thanks for joining us. Thank you You're very welcome. much. Uh, you know, people relate intelligence to brain uh, thinking, rationality, brain power, but what is emotional intelligence all about? Well, interestingly enough, we began to know what emotional intelligence was about probably over a decade ago now when Daniel Goleman wrote that wonderful bestseller in 1995 uh, called Emotional Intelligence, and he began to give us permission to sort of talk about the power of emotions. And when he began to look at the research that was staying in the laboratory and not really getting out to the public, he began to try to define what this emotional intelligence was and he talks about it as a capacity first for recognizing our own feelings and the feelings of others for motivating ourselves and for managing our emotions well mm -hmm. in ourselves yeah and then then in our relationships as well yeah so um is it fairly related? I mean, you can take street smarts in a lot of directions. Is, it, is emotional intelligence uh, similar somehow to street smarts? What do you think street smarts mean, I guess? What, what are you thinking? Well, like you can survive, sort of uh, like you go to a different culture or, uh, you know, um, you're in a rough situation or a very different situation and you learn how to adapt rather rapidly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Well, I think that depending on how you adapt rapidly or not rapidly has a lot to do with some of the skills and competencies that you already have developed of emotional intelligence, I would say. So to some extent, um, I hear what you're saying in terms of adapting to various environments, but I think that what emotional intelligence is about is sort of the set of skills that help us understand ourselves a little better and then, in fact, use that to understand others a little better and then improve upon the kind of 
quality of the interaction that goes on between ourselves and others. Right. So I guess it's a combination of self-awareness where you can assess your reactions to things and also social awareness where you can perceive where they're coming from. Yes, exactly. And and not only is it self-awareness, but it's also self-management, which is something that the work of building emotional intelligence talks very strongly about, that we may have emotions, we may be able to identify them, but very often we're, we're then driven to respond in ways we're not very happy with. And certainly parents and teachers find that with young people, but part of emotional intelligence is also that self-management, that handling of one's emotions to have it work for you rather than against you. So it's like um, you have your emotions, you get self-control over it, and self-management, I guess, also is like setting uh, uh, solution-oriented goals and then getting through obstacles uh, to reaching those goals. Exactly, and it also includes just a set of good relationship skills as well, being able to say no to peer pressure, working on resolving conflicts in, in nonviolent kinds of ways to to really be concerned about having a healthy, rewarding kind of connection to individuals and to a group, whether the group is your school community uh, or your family. I see. Um, is this saying the same thing? I know you talk in your book about inner resilience. Are we talking is emotional intelligence inner resilience? Great question. I would say that what I'm, what I'm defining as inner resilience is this core of inner strength that we can develop within ourselves, and certainly our children need that, that we could go to almost as a reservoir uh, when needed in difficult circumstances. And I think emotional intelligence uh, are various components of that, and the more we build emotional intelligence, the greater that inner strength or inner resilience becomes. And I think in terms of inner resilience, the components of emotional intelligence around self-awareness and being able to manage one's emotions get stronger in somebody who has a strong amount of inner resilience. We have with us today Linda Lantieri. She has written a book called Building Emotional Intelligence, Techniques to Cultivate Inner Strength in Your Children. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. And don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Well, it's pretty obvious that some children have this down pretty good and others, you know, even don't even have a clue. And how can you help uh, children of all ages, how can you help them catch on to this? Well, I think one exciting thing about emotional intelligence, unlike our IQ, is that we can keep getting better at it throughout our lives. And so one thing that we can do to help young people get better at it is to really teach to those skills, to actually provide young people with the kinds of day-to-day experiences that will strengthen those neural pathways that create a strong sense of 
social and emotional learning. And so one of the things we talk about in the book is the fact that if young people have a regular kind of time that they practice these skills, particularly in calming their minds and relaxing their bodies on a regular basis, then what they're doing is kind of shaping those neural circuits for calming down when they do get upset. And they've got a greater strength for managing that distress because their brain circuits get stronger in that area. Yes. Uh, would you go through some techniques? I guess there's different age brackets where, you know, you would use different techniques. Would you uh, give some ideas of, you know, some of the age brackets and some of the techniques for quieting the mind? Sure. What I try to do in the book, Building Emotional Intelligence, is to zero in on two techniques that are the same for each age group. And there are three different age groups that we outline in the book, ages 5 through 7, 8 through 10, and then 12 and up. So the same two techniques are taught, but they're taught at different levels because what the book also includes is a CD uh, with the voice of Daniel Goleman, who in fact did write the book Emotional Intelligence Mm -hmm. way back and got us on this whole path. So the two actual strategies that uh, are included in the book have to do with first a strategy that relaxes the body called progressive muscle relaxation where we move children through the different parts of the body as they tense them and then relax them and this also calms the mind and then the second technique that we use and we teach it at different developmental levels depending on the child age group is something called mindfulness where children are aware of where their mind is at any given time and what it is they're thinking about and using their breath as an anchor to come back to their center. So it's the same two strategies, but we do it at different levels developmentally in the book. What kind of breathing techniques would you use? You do that, right? Yes, we do, and uh, we, we call it different things at different age groups, but we really, one way we just describe it is uh, and for younger children, belly breathing because very young children know how to breathe in the sense of taking in as much air as they possibly can to fill their lungs and and that oxygen is going to all parts of the body but after a while as we grow older and as stress hits us we begin to breathe very differently very shallowly so Mm -hmm. we we teach children about how important it is to to breathe deeply and to maintain that kind of breathing that we call belly breathing, that when you inhale, your belly goes out. Very often we, we find that we're doing it in the opposite way. Right. That when we breathe in, our, our bellies go in. And clearly we're taking in about a quarter of the oxygen that our lungs and our cells of our bodies need. So you can imagine what goes on then as we keep getting older and older and we're not giving our bodies the kind of oxygen it needs on a regular basis. Yeah, that's uh, atrophying deterioration. Exactly. Um, would you suggest to people when they're doing the belly breathing to relax, uh, sometimes it's good to count uh, like breaths in and breaths out? Yes, that's what happens on the, on the, on the tape actually as Daniel Goldman guides the kids. Uh, depending on the age group, again, he may say that out loud so that young people can begin to practice that themselves. 
Uh, it's certainly one of the, the best ways to really become conscious of using the breath as the anchor. Right. And, and you know, the breath being the anchor can really do a lot just... You're in a stressful situation and you can bring your awareness right to your breathing. Yeah. Be very present in it. And it, it itself, like I, I would practice the sigh of relief, much like the belly breathing, and it just brings you right to a center. As a matter of fact, years ago, several guys and I, we got to practicing um, breathing the sigh of relief whenever any problems were up. And we noticed if we went to a... a you know, we'd have a problem come in our life, some confusion or conflict or a mail or whatever, and we would breathe a sigh of relief. That's the first thing we would do. We would just do that and get real, real deep-centered peacefulness. And we found out that about 85% of the time, if we got to that state, the problem solved itself or went away. Uh, you know, or or the solution came to mind, well, next time do this or you need to do that. But that breathing, you know, brings you into where it's like not a panic, but it's a, a, a source to get centered where solutions can come. Exactly. It's beautifully said. You know, when we're in that state of relaxed alertness, it's, it's sort of the optimal zone for learning yes. and for accessing what is already in our brain. And why this works uh, has a lot to do that with the fact that the circuits both for our emotional impulses and for paying attention are in the same place in the brain, the prefrontal lobe of the brain, the uh-huh. prefrontal cortex. And so when we do that deep breathing that you describe, our anxiety is decreasing and therefore more attention is available to us to do the very thing you were describing, to sort of have those aha moments or solve a problem or not see something in such a cup half empty way yes but to begin to free one's mind from that distress and impulsivity and allow it to be in that zone for insight really yes okay break time you're listening to mastering ourselves with keith and charmy amber our guest today linda lantieri author of building emotional intelligence we've got more stay with us 